0: do this for my court ordered thing will you sign it will you sign my card so I can get out of here thanks for the juice and cookies Um, but you know listening to people's stories didn't it doesn't help me want to be sober it just I don't ever want to be sober I don't I'm there's a reason why I don't have to be sober and it's because I'm never gonna have children so that I can drink as much as I want whenever I want to And and you don't have a car I don't have a car it so is. I don't have a problem with it. I really, really enjoy drinking. And there haven't been too many like negative repercussions since the DUI and since sort of changing my lifestyle to accommodate you know, the mass consumption of alcohol. And not the mass consumption. I mean, I'm not like, last night I drank a pitcher of beer. I don't think that's that crazy on a no. Tuesday. <laughs>
1: no you didn't do shots and, i don't do
0: shots you not know, anymore the, i'm an
1: adult
2: it I wasn't do like you were going all like keith richards with like a bottle of jack daniels in your hand trying no. to swig the whole bottle no. i mean you know i just even i i, I i've been i was talking to Poji and saying like i'm trying to take a break oh, a week from alcohol mine is just vanity i just want to lose some weight
1: Dude, oh, <laughs> i've lost yeah, so yeah. much weight yeah because I, I haven't drank at all since 2016. So I've I've lost about 15, 17 pounds be- between the weight you lose from the alcohol and then just not having the, you know, be being better about your diet. Not being yeah. like, oh,
3: I'm all fucked up. I better get, you know, a basket
1: of tater tots. <laughs> grease. Yeah, cheeseburger with a grilled cheese sandwich in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's when it gets bad.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, it's to me it's all about vanity, and it is it, and that has something to do with your health as well. So that's why, because, you know, I noticed during the Christmas season, I was ultra depressed, and so I found out there's this app called Saucy where you have liquor delivered to you. Oh. Yeah. And I took advantage of that for about two weeks, and uh, couldn't get out of bed, but I was drinking the hell of, out of Cook's fruit sparkling wine and i was just i was just really down the dumps and then i was talking to a friend he's like yeah i'm going to take a break for 2 weeks and he's a hardcore drinker and i'm like dude if that guy can do it i can do it too so it kind of motivated me to like you know i've noticed i've like kind of gained a little weight since and i'm like you know what fuck this the booze will still be there let me uh, you know, lose some weight or something.
0: Well, vanity sobriety. I mean, there's, I guess, there's vanity a lot sobriety. of there's a lot of ways to stay sober, and vanity sobriety is one, one of them. them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, my biggest problem with the AA, uh, like other than like the super like religious like God stuff, uh, was this sense of like. You have this disease that you're going to live with the rest of your life. I couldn't handle being like, oh, I'm going to be, f- I'm just fucked up for life and I just got to carry this cross. But I've seen other people where it's like, dude, you are, you have a disease. So you are <laughs> fucked up for life. But I, I never felt like that. So, it, but to have like no like recovery, like, never be fully recovered to always live with it. It just seemed like you were in this like weird state. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that.
0: Yeah. It, it also bothers me. And it's like that, um, maybe we'll watch a clip and a little, or listen to a clip from the um, the South Park where the dad goes to AA and he's like, that's it, it's a disease, I can't help it. And he just keeps getting drunker and drunk. I can't help it. And I've, I feel like it is sort of a cop out. <laughs> It's not me. It's God. It's in the hands of God. I can't do anything. You weak piece of shit. You can't... It's not me. I'm powerless. I need a higher power so I won't drink. Seriously Dude, Some people do man
1: Some people but get the, so what's,
0: fucked up what But what's like? wrong with them That they can't say Oh I am an, I am a human being With thoughts and feelings People that blame things Now I don't believe In the existence of a god anymore Because I was raised To believe in it And I I, I drank the Kool-Aid Hook, line, and sinker And now what I say Is that There is no god And you people are just weak And oh, It's a disease You know It's a disease If you get to the point Where you Have DTs And you can't live your life without drinking alcohol because you're so shaky shaky that you could have oh, a seizure seizures. Okay, yeah. that's when it's a disease but it's still not in the hands of god it was in your hands you and you couldn't handle it uh and it's the same thing when you're if you're addicted to heroin you're fucking addicted to heroin and it's not like i'm just gonna stop because your body is like i need this heroin but Are any of us like that far down the road right now? I don't think so
1: I mean some don't get me wrong Like that's the big thing about it is everyone's shit is completely different So Mm -hmm. if you don't have a good way of being honest with yourself or looking at yourself in like a Reflective manner then you're gonna be fucked But I feel like a lot of these people that get super far down the rabbit hole. It's more of like a self-punishment like it's like it's not suicide, but it's like like, like I said, I was sober for two years, and I broke up with this girl, and then I felt bad, and she had, like, cheated on me, you so then depressed. I felt worthless, so then it was like, I'm just gonna fucking shove this shit in my face and get all fucked up, Yeah. Right. and, and uh, I did for a long time, but man, fuck it, I've been tased, hitting the head with fucking <laughs> bottles. There's also,
2: there's also the tased. fact that a lot of, you know, people turn to, like, drugs and alcohol because of trauma, you know, childhood trauma and other things that have happened in their past that I noticed even when I went to uh (laughs) because of my dui and i you know they i I never heard anyone in that whole group when i would go talk about like anything to do with their childhood huh you know and i think that has something to do with why people do what they do there's something traumatic that has happened to you that you go so down in the hole and it, it you might have it like in a Black box in your head one day, and then all of a sudden there's something that unleashes it, and all that comes back to you, and then you go down the downward spiral basically. And I don't, I don't think a lot of like AA, they don't talk about that as much. Sure. You yeah, know? I feel
1: like it's a lot of people who have had something horrific happen to them, and they refuse to accept it as reality. Yeah. So then I, I think that's where you get a lot of the uh, suppressed stuff. Absolutely. And because uh, when I, I remember. When I was going through it, I described it as, like, imagine, like, you're standing in a river, right? And then, like, your problems and your thoughts are, like, these boxes that are floating down the river. And you see this huge, big box, and you're like, oh, God, this is going to be a big-ass fucking problem. <laughs> what the hell? And you open it up, and then it's not that bad. And you're like, oh, fuck, that's all right. But then you see, like, a little, like, ring box floating down. You're like, ah, oh, look at this dick thing. you think, like, oh, my God, there's something intense in this here. Is, yeah, this, is this is really
3: fucking way. me up.
2: Yeah. It's, it, yeah, I definitely I like that metaphor. See,
0: I don't drink because I'm trying to escape anything. I drink because I'm fucking bored and I why yeah. why do I smoke so much weed? Because the world is a boring lackluster place. It's not fun and I just have much more fun when I'm high.
2: Yeah,
0: that's pretty much it. Like you know what? Babysitting? It's okay. Babysitting when you're high is fucking fun. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're going to a park. I'm gonna walk around with you, and we're gonna play on the playground. I'm gonna follow you around. I hang out with a two-year-old, and he is so entertaining when I'm high on weed. Now, I would I would never show up drunk to a nanny gig, but I I'm I'm always high, and 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 then someone might say oh well you have a problem with marijuana no, no i think don't. i think marijuana is the motherfucking solution
2: it is a solution i don't believe in that ah uh, come on now you can I run when I'm stoned, I Absolutely. clean when I'm stoned, I work when I'm stoned, and I can handle it because I know, I know how my body functions, I know my body. I think a lot of people don't know their body, that's the problem, sure. and they're so used to people preaching to them about, well, this is what that does, and they say, okay, and they run with it rather than like, well, let me see how my body will perform with this, and I'll make my own decision. You people are robots they're used to everyone making decisions for them and that's the problem and when it comes to alcohol i was raised catholic catholics drink so I mean, i i was drinking when i was a kid so i mean it was nothing to me in high school when people were getting drunk i wasn't getting drunk i was getting high (laughs) and taking ecstasy i had surpassed that already and now i notice i do drink a lot more but it's not Maybe You're a bartender. I'm a bartender, and I did. I just admitted that I was depressed, and I took advantage. And i the thing is, I'm not in denial about that. And I know I'm like, let me get out of this hole. You know, I, yeah. it's so It's just those things where it's just like, I'm not gonna let this take, you know, take control. You know, I'm not gonna use this as a clutch. I'm. I was. I was sad for a couple weeks. Get the fuck over it keep going go for a run shit yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. absolutely
1: but I mean it is it is like Pam says because now like uh, because I've completely eliminated drinking and then uh with marijuana it's like I'm probably at like three or four percent of where I was to where like like yesterday I didn't really smoke till like later on in the evening to when because I because it does fuck with my sleep that's the biggest change so far with the pot is not smoking like it's hard to go to sleep but I've, I've hit that point now to where it's like everything feels really fucking boring. Nothing. Like, my <laughs> favorite thing to do would be to, you know, smoke a joint and then go lay in the bed and watch Cosmos and fall asleep. Like, that was my <laughs> absolute favorite thing. But you lose that thing. So then, it, but at the same time, it's like, okay, so things are becoming kind of boring. Well, I need to make them more exciting then. You know, I need to just throw myself into something silly because I was into Christmas music and all kinds of shit. And uh, so th- that's why, like, with this date thing that I'm going on, uh we're me and this chick we're gonna go to point Reyes, oh, nice. and then we're gonna walk around but then i decided to make this game for like while we're walking around of just like goofy shit because she's also a comic so that's, uh that's
0: sweet yeah i know i d- d- i told i do. told my boyfriend jonathan last night i'm like can you just can you see what he's doing here <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm like it's like that's you, game he Gets game well he never my my boyfriend like, As this girl who he's going on date with, she's never really dated, but I never dated either. I've never, no one ever dated me. Like when I was in college, I went to frat parties and I met a guy who I, who liked me. And then we ended up getting married we never went on dates we didn't no one's trying to woo me there's no wooing no one woos anymore it's the the only woo the only the woo that you get is like woo come over here or woo i just swiped right on your face there's no (laughs) there's no more like wooing it's like or the wooing is basic like i'll take you to dinner
4: i don't like that no one no one ever even takes
0: me to dinner no one ever did that because and so all that i missed all that awkward dating stuff
4: yeah
2: it's it's a job
0: that's what, my, that's what my good friend Katie says it's is that she was dating for a while. She dated all last summer on the OK Cubit and she's like, it's a full-time job. It is. It's and like, she started drinking a lot more because what else do you do? You don't want to go out to coffee with a dude. That's dumb. No,
2: there are a lot of people that do coffee dates. I'm like, fuck that. Let's drink. I'm like, yeah. I've, I've never been, I've never. when I was dating, and I kind of miss it, I like the fact that you just put all your cards on the table, and sometimes when you're drinking, that real person comes out. Right. You know, when when you're having coffee and tea together and you're having the daytime date, you know, you're trying to put on, the you're, you're staging each other. You're like actors. Yeah. You're, you're actors. We're acting right now. What do you do? No, what do you do? That's why you no. gotta be drunk for that shit. Fuck that. Let's have some wine, yeah. some weed, talk, and, you know, get shit space and see what happens. You might get lucky. I don't know. I've just, uh, I've always been that kind of girl. I don't See, care.
1: that's what I like it's about... Being a comic and having this happen with another comic is – because when you're a comic, there's always like a little bit of awkwardness in your life because yeah. you're crazy enough to think that you can walk up to a room full of strangers and make them just have a good time for seven minutes or five minutes. So it's like with that, it's like, all right, let me let me push something out there that's kind of weird where like a regular civilian would be like, oh my god, can I <laughs> believe that you said that? And blah, blah. Whereas with the comic, it's like, I accept your challenge yeah. and I will – You know, return to that. That
2: that makes it fun.
0: yeah. Fun. Fun without drinking. I didn't think it was possible. Uh, You guys can have fun without drinking if you drink Alta California Botanicals, (laughs) the best tink in the biz. If you don't know what tincture is, go to your local dispensary and ask for it by name, Alta California Botanicals. Six different methods to help you be well. Laughter is the second best medicine. Alta California Botanicals is the first. Uh, They're also one of the sponsors of the... 2016 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival that's going to be here at the station. 25 shows in five days, March 2nd through 6th. It's going to be awesome. You can buy your tickets right now on universe.com and if you buy a day pass and you tweet us or Google Plus Us, you get a 5% discount. But not if you buy individual tickets, only if you buy the day pass. So you've got to but the day pass means you could go to all five shows for a mere $35. And if you do all the extra tweeting and twatting, then it's only $30. You get to see five hours of amazing comedy uh, from 24 international and national comedians and 20 in-town comedians. It's going to be a really good time. So. And they probably and, will
2: be
1: drinking. And, and one of the good things uh, about Alta California, too, is they're one of the few chairs that actually have a uh, sticker on there that gives you a breakdown of how much of each cannabinoid is in each batch so you can get a more approximate idea of what you're ingesting what you're taking in and it's not just about t th- like if you want to get thc and you want to get high you, you have that option but then there's other cannabinoids and acids from the plants that are kind of utilized for you to help you with specific things so like one thing like even though i'm sober now uh or not sober just you know enjoying my health uh <laughs> i i still will uh use the anxiety relief uh which is uh mainly cbd there's trace amounts of other cannabinoids in it but it's focused more on just the cbd which is what you're hearing a lot of in the news with the uh the medical people and solving seizures and stuff yeah, like that. yeah seizures
0: kids with uh epilepsy and um they their lives have been changed by taking a combination of cannabinoids but specifically uh, cbd is one of them but in combination with like thca for pain and all these other things it's really quite amazing stuff science yeah. science and if you science. have
1: questions if you're if you're trying to cure something specific or if you really want to remedy like uh, you know something within you you can always give us a buzz on the the hotline bling yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know if we don't have that information directly for you we can definitely get it for you for what would be best for you to take and there's Uh, Some new ones coming out on the horizons to aid with insomnia and other things, too. And
0: CBDA is the new thing. So THCA is the acids of THC, and if you heat it up, it becomes THC. It's like when the plant is growing, it's the part of the plant that's like, hey, grow, 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 and it's the acids of the plant, and it's a massive anti-inflammatory. It's really good for you. It deals with pain. But if you heat it up, it turns into THC, nightmare juice. Uh, But now there's CBDA, so it's the acids of the plant before it flowers, when it's specifically a CBD strain, and this stuff is supposedly off the charts. They're bringing it in to us today. I believe we're going to be guinea pigging it, and you'll love this. It works for weight loss.
2: That's the one that I remember using. CBDa. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just this one of the guys who works the, up there at the farm uh, and with the Alta California Botanicals. He said he's like lost 40 pounds, and he's attributing it to the CBDa. Wow. And I was like, dude, Al, if you've got a weight loss cannabinoid you can make a million dollars like it's yeah, gonna make yeah. more
1: than one that, yeah. million dollars and that's why I always tell people like it's it's not uh, like if you want to get high you can get high but you know I wouldn't necessarily recommend anybody who's never smoked pot or drank to do so but at the same time if you want I would never tell anybody to go pharmaceutical routes or things like that so it's right. like if you're looking for the holistic approach to uh, you know a better wellness and a better being Think this is a great place to start. You got to do a little bit of experimenting because it's still, you know, on the the cusp of science and coming out of what things can and can't do, and it does react differently for different people. You know, like with the the THC, the euphoria. I hate that (laughs) shit. I don't even even like looking at the bottle, but Pam loves it. I I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. So fuck that, dude. That is a panic attack in a bottle. It's, and you experience that so that's why oh, it's just it, like yeah it took me to the fucking nether realms and I never want to go back there
0: <laughs> Alta California Botanicals bringing you to the nether realms uh, so they're, they're one of the sponsors of the festival but another sponsor is PBR which is very exciting
1: Yeah, I got a Paps um, hat
0: the we'll paps hat. hat yeah, yeah
1: we're
0: support we're support nice. support pbr uh, also asiento up the street from us they are going to be if you say that you're coming from the mutiny radio comedy festival anytime during the festival they're going to give you happy hour prices all night oh, wow. so that's exciting um there's special party on um thursday the fourth at the eagle sf they're one of our sponsors and they're going to be hooking us up um also subliminal sf is doing all of our artwork uh, auditory and visual mind control and then brainwash is another one of our sponsors and they're having a special show on saturday the 5th which supposedly is going to have free beer at it he's getting another sponsor for that too so it should be exciting
1: and i'm i'm trying to work it out to see if it's possible i still have to look at my schedule and uh film shooting because i'm shooting pete's uh, feature length film during this time Ooh. but uh, i might be able to uh uh, transport people back and forth from places or to home with the van Wow uh, as an added luxury so instead of buying an Uber or something it might be like two bucks or something per person to anywhere in SF so Nice It's gonna yes. be a whole shindig Get a shovel a We're digging
0: We're digging <laughs> Hopefully everything works out and it's gonna be a good time So will So go get, go get your tickets and support us here at Mutiny Radio So you guys are listening to the AltaCast right now I am joined by LaToya the Sheriff of Truth Wynn uh, Guest steve pogey i'm pam benjamin we're gonna listen to a little uh amy winehouse and then we'll be right back (laughs) i mean why not play some rehab right right right. and we'll come back with some more sobriety stories i i don't have any like personal ones but i know people (laughs) who've tried it (laughs) unsuccessfully (laughs) all right enjoy some amy winehouse she's dead oh you know it's really sad
5: They tried to make me go to rehab, I said no, no, no. Yes, I've been black, but when I come back, you know, no, no. I ain't got the time, and if my daddy thinks I'm fine, they tried to make me go to rehab, I won't go, go, go.
0: Not for our friend Amy, but she's dead now. Yeah, she. I think she probably <sighs> should've went for. <laughs> well, and that's what I learned. Um, one of the girls that I nanny for, who is just a doll, um, she was listening to the song Rehab, and her mom, she's I think nine now or 10, and her mom said, do you know what that song's about? And she was like, Yeah, um, she was doing too many drugs and they wanted to put her in a place and she said no. And I'm like, wow, Wow. you know, at that age. And then I said, oh, well, you know, but Amy Winehouse, she was doing all these drugs. And that's when the mom told me, she's like, she died of alcoholism. And I'm like, nah, she's like, she died of a heart attack because she was consuming so much alcohol. I didn't think that that was, I didn't think that was a possible thing.
2: Oh yeah, alcohol can kill you. I mean, we've said this so many times before, about things in moderation. Right. You know. And that's that's what it I mean, she took it to the next level. That's what happened, you know. And it's unfortunate. It really is because you hear about people ODing on like, you know, drug like heroin and stuff, but alcohol is actually one of the scariest yeah. things too. It's hard to get off of it's really hard it's like the
1: only thing you can die from withdrawal. with everything else you'll feel like you're gonna die but alcohol's the only thing with, with withdrawal yeah, can you actually, actually die. You.
0: die yeah so i um i drank a lot in college i was um i hung out with uh, my then boyfriend who became my husband he was the president of his fraternity it was a white fraternity he was black it didn't matter <laughs> i am a girl and i hung out with him all the time and i drank i mean i was drinking like i don't know i'm gonna guess because I would shotgun beers. I'm gonna say I was drinking about 18 beers a night, like 18 natty lights. Damn. And at the time, I was in college and I was a dance minor, and I was pushing 150 pounds. I was about 148 or whatever. But I was working out all all the time, and I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, Why? Why am I? Why am I so big right now when I work out so much? And it's just that the calorie intake alone. Of the 18 beers a night i was drinking and these were like natty lights so it wasn't like you know now i have four ipas and i'm tossed because it's higher alcohol and it's i don't even know how many calories are in that but i okay so i was hanging out with all these guys i was, I was really good at shotgunning beers and it was like a game like oh I'm pink and shotgun a beer was so funny and then beer bonging all of that i was very very good at it i excel excel at drinking i'm very good at it uh but When we started getting older and we were out of college, I was still friends with the same guys who were in that fraternity because my husband moved on. He kept the same friends and they did football. They all got season tickets for the Chargers together and they were doing all this. And there's one friend who was like, he used to be so much fun in the life of the party and just a really nice guy. And then there was this woman that he met and he decided to marry her. And I told him, I wrote him a letter. I was like, don't. Marry this lady, She's your life is gonna be ruined. And he was like, no, I think I love her. I think this is it, this is it, this is the one. And then like shortly after the wedding, they had their first kid. And then they ended up having two kids after that. And he hid his alcoholism so well. He was drinking, he finally got in trouble for it because, he was drinking out of a water bottle at work and it was vodka. Oh and he was like bouncing down he, he he wanted to be a dentist. He ended up selling insurance. So he married this woman who was like not nice. He had a bunch of kids that he I'm sure he loves his kids now, but and he was living this life selling insurance that was just making him so unhappy that he was constantly drinking vodka. He had one in the car, he had one under his bed, he had one at work in the drawer. And so, when everybody finally found out, and he's like, hey, I'm an alcoholic, we were like, nah, and he was, like, in that withdrawal thing, like, where he'd wake up in the middle of the night, and he had to have that bottle of vodka under the bed, because he'd start seizuring, but the thing that brought him there was that he was so depressed, because his life was so not what he wanted it to be, and, like is that like where so much of our drinking stems from is like yes. i just it, i'm not happy but see it's different for me for me well, you did, it's different for you because you're social I'm, I, I, this is I, what yeah. you,
2: what you're doing because the majority of your days are spent with working at the station doing your comedy and it, it's 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 mostly social it's not because like you know i i went to a christian school and i'm mad so i'm gonna keep drinking or i don't you know i don't get along with my parents so i'm gonna drink no it's because the fact of the matter is what you're doing you the environment that you're in is social yeah and so that's i mean that's that's part of what it is you know just like how i bartend that's part of what it is you know so it but what you're talking about with your friend that is One of the biggest things that a lot of people go through, but they're in denial because again, like I was talking about, like how people are, you know, he conformed, right? That's the problem. The people who try to conform, you know, go to college, get married, have kids sell insurance sell insurance buy a house buy a house i mean there's so many unhappy stories of like that conformity get us get
0: a gmc suburban thing yeah
2: exactly those people are (laughs) that suburban life a lot of those people are miserable that's why they pop pills and they drink and they hide it really well absolutely until, until the point where you can't hide it anymore right because they conformed and they're now miserable. And I'm not saying that's their fault or anything else. I think it's society that says, well, this is what you're supposed to do in order to be successful. And you, you're a robot, so do it. And they
0: do it, and look what happens. And then they're not happy, and then they have to break outside the See? box.
1: Speaking of not happy, so Amy Winehouse's death was listed as a coroner by Death of Misadventure. Uh, and her blood alcohol content was 0.416.
0: 0.416. When I blew, after my car got flipped uh, three times, and they dug me out, and they gave me a breathalyzer, I was at 0.153. And that was four hours after my last drink.
1: Yeah, like, she they said that uh, the unintended consequences of such a potentially fatal levels was her sudden death.
0: Jesus, man. It's a heart attack from death of misadventures. Your body Adventures. just goes...
1: There's so much booze in here, we're just shutting down.
0: Yeah, we can't breathe anymore.
1: Fuck you, get out.
0: (laughs) I I had a friend who died in San Diego because he was drinking with um, Vicodin. He had taken like 12 Uh. Vicodin and he was drinking whiskey. He had like 12 shots of whiskey and 12 Vicodin and he died. His body forgot how to breathe. It just was like, okay, bye. Oh,
1: my God. There's there's been a ton of stories like that. I know one guy who... uh, drinking and took pills and he was so sedated that he like rolled over like face down on the couch and like, he ended up smothering himself <gasps> so fucked up that he couldn't you know Whoa, of jesus yeah. so yeah i mean i mean there's a lot to fucking lose with this shit you know what i'm saying yeah. especially it's like one thing, like you said, if you're drinking to have fun, hang out with people, or if you're drinking, you know, because you have a water bottle full of vodka at your insurance office. Yeah. Or because you have to dress up like Chuck E. Cheese and be around <laughs> the kids.
0: Well, <laughs> that would kind of be a fun job. The drunk mouse is back. And, <laughs> the drunk, dead mouse. <laughs> um, the worst consequences that I, like, have from getting too drunk, and, and it only happens when I don't eat dinner and then I get too drunk, and then I, I don't even throw up anymore, but the, the biggest one, and Poji said this never happens to me. i We were in the car the other day, and you're like, I can't believe someone does that. I've peed in strange places before. Uh, I've peed in plants, in hotel rooms, thinking that it was the bathroom. I've been woken up by people in a hotel room saying, that's not the bathroom, Pam. Like, peeing in a plant, that's happened to me. Uh, I've, I've peed in the bed. You know, that happens sometimes. Uh, but what I usually do now, Blackout Pam is smarter than smarter than she thinks. Uh, so what happens now is if I come home and I know I'm so drunk, and I'll even sometimes pee first, but if I sleep on the floor, on the carpet, with like my hair, head's kind of buried in my hands, I tell Jonathan, my boyfriend, don't, don't move me don't pick me up, don't take my pants off, those are a sponge to wick up the urine, you see. Don't think, you're not helping by taking off my pants, okay? Because Blackout Pam is smarter than you, and she knows that she's probably gonna pee. Don't put me in bed, don't do that. No pee bed. No, don't do it, don't wanna have to, because I've woken up, I woke up once, and I think, I, I don't know if it was Jonathan, or drummer, comedian, Aaron Barrett, and I looked at him and I'm like, who just peed in the bed? Uh, Did you just do that? They're like, okay, Fab, that was totally you. And then I'm like, ah! And I'm trying to like deal with all the sheets and wash them in the, <laughs> wash them in the tub, get all the hot water going. And then I'm like, then I'm like, then I'm awake. I'm like, fuck. Right. But oh, no. so, if I'm ever, if you ever come across me in my house, on the floor sleeping, don't touch her. Don't touch. It's just leave me. Go sleep in my bed, because there's not going to be any pee in it. It's going to be way better. <laughs> like, this, is, it's,
2: uh, this would be a good reason why to wear the And
0: <laughs> here's, here's a ridiculous thing. I have a lot of baby diapers in my house. And um, so I use them more for, like, if I'm having my period. And I don't want st- to... I don't like sticking things in me when I'm sleeping. I don't... It's just unless weird. It's I can't deal with it. Unless
2: it's your boyfriend. Not relatable. It's not really But
0: if you... <laughs> I'll, I'll put the baby. I'll put the. I'll put the diaper down, and I'll kind of sleep on the diaper so that I bleed on the diaper, and then in the morning just kind of wipe it up. Um, but I should. I should do that if that ever happens again. And I wonder, really, the absorbency of a diaper. If, is it enough to get all, I mean, cause I peed in the cat box before and I really decimated an entire, like <laughs> it's more pee than you think it is. Like yeah. the cat pee is little pee. I wasted a lot of litter, <laughs> clumping litter by peeing in the cat box, mistake.
2: I think it, I, I've worn the pin before, so I think you're fine. Okay. <laughs>
0: it's my, I my played deals.
1: a lot of role-playing computer games in the basement, which didn't have the bathroom at the time, so I peed in a lot of empty milk jugs and uh, various <laughs> things. Dude, I'm a big fan of the piss jug. Tell the story. Driver,
0: tell the story about um, why you couldn't can't play fo- couldn't play football anymore in high school in the art uh,
1: room. Yeah, so I was a, a drunk sophomore story. in high school, and uh, I, I was a troublemaker. And uh, I was in my art class, and the, like, the way it was set up for finals was you would have like, uh, I believe it was two classes a day, so they were half days, but each class was two hours long. So you'd go to one two-hour class, 20-minute break, two-hour class. And I was playing football, and uh, I was in poor shape for a class, but she was like, look, Steve, <clears throat> she's like, I know you like football. You might not be into painting and sculpting, and that's fine. So what I need you to do is you're going to come in on the final, you're gonna help me clean this room you're not gonna leave you're not gonna be create a disturbance i'll give you a seat and you can pass me and play football I like, all right great so again water bottle full of vodka oh wow uh i brought that in and after my first one i'm like i don't have anything to do for two hours Fuck it i was bored right before i even got there so i pounded this bottle of vodka in 20 minutes with this juice because like, we had a juice machine that was been like they first started doing like the we need healthy alternatives. Fruitopia Yeah. So, <laughs> Fruitopia. It's
0: just sugar.
1: so then uh, I get the juice and uh, I fucking slam this water bottle down and I'm feeling fucking great. And I get <laughs> to art class and I'm cleaning and singing and having a good old time. And uh, sure enough, I've got to pee. Uh-oh. So I'm like, I'm, her name was Miss Braun. Like, Braun. i like, Miss Braun, I've got to go use the bathroom. I'll direct that. She was like, no, you are not leaving this classroom. You're not leaving my site. You're staying in here for the whole two hours. I was like, no, I really have to pee. And she's like, it's too bad. I'm not getting out. So we had this little drawing room with a sliding door. And I have these empty water bottles. <laughs> so I get a, a, this knucklehead who I knew. And I have him watch the door. And I go in there and start peeing into this bottle. But again, when you're drunk, you pee way more than you really anticipate. Because alcohol is also a diuretic. So I'm like filling up this water bottle. Next thing I know, I hear the door to the drying room slide open, and then I hear the teacher start screaming, he's playing with himself, he's playing with himself. Call security, he's playing with himself. And I come out of there, like, I don't even get to tuck my dick back into my pants. I just gotta zip him up, pinch it off. And I'm like, what's going on, everybody? I ain't doing shit. And I hand the bottle of pee off to the guy who's supposed to wash the door, who failed. He throws it into back his, to the pee. This is where the pee comes He throws it into the backpack, but uh, I didn't tighten the cap on the ball. Oh, God, no. So he got pee all over oh, his God. backpack and all over his stuff. Oh, Enjoy that? Richard go. Raines. And, uh,
2: he got pissed off. So on. then
1: <laughs> she calls up the security. She's like, I need someone to come up here. Uh, I got a student in the class who's masturbating. And so oh. the security comes up on their little golf carts. And of course, I know all the security officers because I've been troubled non-stop. And so the guy's like, his name was Joe and he was so cool he was like dude you were jerking off in the class I was like no nah, man it was really hot I was just adjusting myself my boxes were all wedged up she wouldn't let me use the bathroom and he's like well you smell like vodka and I was like I've got a pack of gum he was like alright so I put every piece from that pack of gum it was like one of those big extra trident things <laughs> and I've got this fishing lure full of gum in my mouth and I'm in there and I'm talking to the principal and he's like dude like this is like 45 minutes till the end of the school year what the fuck and I'm like, man, it was hot, you know. My shit was all bunched up. And wouldn't let me go to the bathroom. And I said, "Fuck it, I'll go into the laundry room and just, you know, straighten my shit out." And uh, so then this cop had to come in and like oh investigate me for like some sort of like sexual crime in a public school campus kind of what? thing. And uh, he's like, he's like you know ask me all this stuff like you know do you do you have urges to masturbate frequently <laughs> <What> <laughs> and all this stuff and then finally i was just like i was like officer look man i was like i just got really fucking drunk and then i had to pee and then she wouldn't let me out of the classroom and so i tried to pee in this bottle and she fucking busted me caught me instead of a was and he was like oh, all right fine and then he goes back and he's like no nah, the kid wasn't masturbating he's like we're more than 100 percent confident in that he just had to adjust himself or whatever but since I got kicked out of that classroom, she failed, failed me you. for that class, oh. and then I became ineligible for the junior year football season.
0: Turned have in like varsity.
1: Yeah, so then I uh, I practiced the whole year through the team, and then finally, like after the first quarter when grades get like semi-reported, I was eligible again. So I'm practicing all week leading up, and it turned out to be like our homecoming game, and I'm finally back on the field. I'm finally starting. The game's Friday night. Wednesday, my grandmother dies. I have to fly out to Missouri. And then the godmother who I was living with at the time calls up and goes, I can't handle living with a teenager. He's not coming back. And I never got to play. Oh,
2: my God. Again.
1: But I practiced every single day. And I still have my football helmet because all my gear was with my buddy. And they kind of hawked over my shoulder pads and everything else like that. But he saved the helmet for me. Oh, so I still Aww. Have that's so bitter And I never played again. And, I didn't want to play with other people.
0: And why is Steve Poji going through sobriety? Yeah. <laughs> it seems that this has been I mean, I know you're 30 now, so that was half your life ago. Thirty one, February twenty-fifth,
1: thirty-two. We're getting old. You're oh, uh, sure you are. Yeah. Aging graceful. Yeah. Yep, yeah.
0: there you go. Yeah. So <laughs> So I mean it's a it's it's a thing. I didn't start drinking till I was like I mean, I drank because my parents always drank, but it would be like a sip of dad's beer, or they'd be like, "Would you like to have a glass of wine at Christmas?" And I was so Christian that I didn't, I didn't do it. There was, there was a Christmas party I went to at the Orvix house, and I drank eggnog, which I love eggnog. If you've been listening to other shows, you'll know that I love the fuck out of eggnog. <laughs> And so I would hang out at this one house, and they would like be cool with drinking. And I never really got like super wasted, but I was like, oh, I had a couple cup of, cups of eggnog, you know? But I didn't really drink in high school. And then I got to college, and I was like, I found my thing. Uh, college turns you out. I think I found it. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to do lots and lots of acid and smoke tons of weed. And I love drinking and smoking, and I'm good at it. Uh, I'm fun. I'm way more fun. Like, I went from being, like, super stick-in-the-mud-prissy pants to being, like, I am fucking fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, you, you know, there was that one almost rape. But other than that, <laughs> it was really. almost. In the well, complex. I didn't get raped because the, I was. The thing is that I've, I'm, I've always been, like, I, hung out, I hang out with dudes. Like, right. I'm the girl that hangs out with dudes. It's just been the way it is. And comedy makes a lot of sense for me because it's all dudes and I just hang out with them. And I've always been that way. I've always just wanted to hang out with the guys. Like, that's kind of what I do or what I enjoy doing. And I seem to be able to relate to them and deal with it. The frat guys and other things. I don't usually have girlfriends, you know. I have a couple close girlfriends. But mostly I hang out with dudes. Uh, so, ooh, I'm high now, by the way. <laughs> so, that, that shit is hitting me. The CBD and the THC are being There's synergistic. roaring up out of you? They're synergistic. But, oh, so this is this is the rape story. So I was really good friends with all, like, the guys. We'd hang out, and we all went down to Rosarito to stay for spring break. And it was the girls, and we were staying in this one place, and then there were the guys, and they were staying, like, next door, and we were all having a lot of fun. And I was, like, I was hanging out with just a lot of dudes. And some of them were really cool, and, well, and one of them wasn't. And so I was wasted, like, tequila wasted, like, in oh, Rosarito, worse. Mexico, wasted. And this one sleazy frat guy brought me upstairs, and he was trying to get my clothes off, and I was out. And like um, this guy, his last name was McCune, and they owned—they actually owned a bunch of um, car. They sell cars in San Diego. Oh, so it's like the McCune family. He came upstairs, and he saved me. He was like, "What the fuck are you gonna do to Pam?" And I think he hit the guy, and it was like a big thing. Like he carried me downstairs and took me to a different like house entirely and was like you're safe here you're staying here wow. and um and he saved me from a w- which could have been a potential gang rape because i mean it was a bunch of guys in a frat house all in rosarito
6: right and there's right. drunk
0: bitch upstairs i mean it could have wow. been it could have been really bad but one of the guys wasn't a dick and isn't that so That's, nice wow it just takes that, one. It just takes one. Because that could have
2: altered your whole experience, you know. What I'm oh saying? yeah, yeah, yeah you know, definitely.
0: It would have been that would have been a pretty awful thing to go through in college. Yeah, well, especially
1: if they were drunk and they were like, all right, guys, she knows we got to kill her. All right, that's, <laughs> our lives are at stake here. Oh
0: my god. I don't think I think that they. I don't know. That's what you do with drunk girls, isn't it? In fraternities, you find them and then they're wasted and then you all have sex with them. That's what happens, right? In fraternities. Yeah. I, I mean, I just. <laughs>
1: I yeah. never went. I skipped that institution.
2: I uh, I stopped going to frat parties my senior year in high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew better. I'm like, because after just seeing what was going on, and I'm just like, I'm like, this is, this is some bullshit. This is some rapey stuff I've seen
1: on Lifetime rapey before. Rapey stuff. A lot of hormones. Yeah. Getting mixed and in it's with just like, and the and thing
2: is, and then we're high school girls on top of that. So that's even like, oh, uh, God. yeah, like you're definitely prey. That's and strawberries
1: in the fruit salad. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: it, you know, I, I've never, I, I've i always been afraid of frat parties after having seen what was going on. And le- I went to art school, so we didn't have fraternities. Right. But well, we
0: went, I went to UCSD, so they were all smart guys. So that's the thing is I was like, oh, smart guys, they must all not be rapists. I, I don't trust But them. I think it, it goes across uh, all, and and, and it, you, just because you're going to college doesn't mean you're intelligent. Although UC San Diego was kind of like a, Smarty Pates. You know, I've, I've seen
1: a lot of, uh, like, like house parties where a chick will hook up with a dude and then, like, the uh, the the beta males, the, the, like, lesser dudes, think that, like, oh, well, since she fucked him, she'll definitely fuck me oh, then because I'm better than him. And, like, I've seen a lot of that kind of shit, like, people getting beat up for that kind of stuff and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I had... the. the so when I was in high school, I was convinced that alcohol was kind of bullshit and the people that blacked out were all full of shit because uh, they were just being who they wanted to be or saying what they wanted to say. Because when you're in high school, you just get drunk and, you know, I don't even like Becky. She's a bitch like, <laughs> shit like that. But uh, when I turned 21, that was my first blackout time. And I hooked up with this chick, like woke up at her place. And, like, had no idea where the fuck I was. No, It was my 21st birthday. Fucking was insanely hungover. And worst of all, like, we had fucked around hardcore to the point where that flap of skin that holds on to your tongue. It was cut in from me trying to extend my tongue further than it was capable of going. (laughs) That was a rough one. (laughs) Well, at least you... (laughs) sobriety yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had her drop me off at the gas station the gas. <laughs> had me drop her off at a gas station I went into the gas station I bought a tall can cracked it open right outside didn't know you that was illegal to do and just drank it till my buddy Ronnie came and picked me up
2: There's, happy 21 dude nice. this, this is why they should lower the drinking age I think to 18. Well, yeah. I really, I'm sorry, if you're able to go to war and kill people,
1: you I,
0: should be able to drink. Absolutely.
1: Because that, that's going to fuck you up, so yeah. why not fuck yourself up? <laughs> exactly.
0: Ways? And the thing is that hopefully with uh, the future that's happening, people will be more apt to use marijuana as, as an introductory sort of drug as opposed to... Like, it's a gateway drug. Well, alcohol's a gateway drug. Alcohol, Any, anything yeah. is... Prozac is a gateway drug. Fucking... Yeah. All of it's a gateway drug. And Oxygen. vitamins... Vitamins are a gateway drug. Are you fucking kidding me? Getting people used to the concept of taking something besides, like, a food substance. Like, we've made this pill for you. Yeah. Here, kids, take your vitamins. Here, kids, take exactly. your vitamins. That's just totally a way of, like, un- un- inoculating them against the fear of taking drugs. Conform. I won't even take aspirin anymore. Conform. I used to take... I, I will take ibuprofen if I'm in a lot of pain. But other than that, like, man,
2: I'm going to smoke weed. I try to avoid taking ibuprofen or anything, you know, unless, you know, if, like, I'm, if I'm really cramping and I'm in a fetal position and I, I'm like, I can't take this, I'll take some ibuprofen. But, I mean, to me, a lot of pills, like I say, they're, they're a way to control. They're mind yeah. control to me. Sure, sure. And I honestly though i'm a bartender i do feel that out of everything drug wise i think alcohol is like one of the worst yeah it is one of the worst it, but it's so you don't okay. blackout. you don't it's black so out okay. on marijuana yeah i've never Compared smoked
0: so much weed that i'm like i don't remember anything that happened that right that well unless
1: it's really happen. boring <laughs> you're <laughs> like <laughs> what happened i don't remember it. oh yeah i just talked to mike about you know walgreens <laughs>
2: i mean you still people you still have people it's not a blackout yeah there's a black you out well you still have people in society that talk about marijuana like it's so evil but they will drink like a 12-pack yeah and i'm just like you you make no sense you make no sense how dare you talk about marijuana that way here and i'm gonna give and i'm gonna give give them some alta california
0: botanicals it's uh we're at the we're at the top of the hour so we're gonna do to tell you guys that you're listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Thanks for listening, downloading this podcast, or if you're listening live. You guys aren't. I told you to call in. If you have your own right. sobriety failed or... Uh, successful attempts
1: Call it and honestly And just get something Off your chest Were you like an it? asshole Sometime yeah. Fucking yeah. you're Talking you to like the like gang to assholes
0: We get you We we'll get you right 415 511 yeah. Call us from work Ruby Gill Yeah call talking us Talking to you Let us know how yeah. you yeah. Well you <laughs> know I, The <laughs> other thing I afraid think afraid about too Is like was before
1: Like with, with Like the drugs That really fuck you up Like alcohol Or cocaine Once you start Doing the drug You want to do More of the drug Like there's been plenty of times where I've smoked pot and then I've just been like, Ugh, I'm good, man. I'm just gonna fucking sit here <laughs> yeah. for a while. Like I don't, I don't want any more. But like when you're on acid, usually you're not like, I want more acid. Now.
0: <laughs> you know? That's exactly right.
1: When you're on acid, you're like, oh my god, I want to just survive this. And
4: get this wolf to stop singing Christmas carols. Ah, oh,
0: fuck. Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> But if you're on cocaine, you you do not want to stop that party. Oh, I hate cocaine so much. It turns me into the... I did cocaine for a little bit, and I stopped not because it was cost prohibitive and not because it wasn't ubiquitous and not because it was damaging my life in any way other than I became an intolerable asshole when I was on it. Like, I already sort of have a healthy ego and self-esteem and have an ability to talk about myself that surpasses normal human beings but on cocaine i think that i'm a fucking genius yep. that every yep. word syllable sound that drips from my honeyed lips is true from the gods to you lucky you and then you they're get all to hear wrong. it oh and i know everything about everything it is the egotistical drug i actually like it oh it makes me such <laughs> it, I, I feel like such an asshole the next morning that i don't ever want to do that again because it is I must be intolerable for other people.
2: I <laughs> I usually, like, when I'm on it, I just usually speed talk or dance. Uh, but I always get ideas. Like, I'm like, hey, you should start selling your paintings in Paris. Like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. Like what, It's just like, and now you have this idea of, like, selling something and, and doing it. And, like, we can do it. And, yeah, let's do it. Another snort. And then, yeah, and so, like, and it's uh. just like... And it's just like, I love this song. Let's dance. That's me. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm <laughs> um, gonna you're my mom. And you're going to say yes, uh, me, my mom?
1: Sean Rouse, who will be coming to San Francisco to perform comedy when Dave Attell is here, whenever Dave is going to be here, he uh, he has some great jokes where he's – uh, he's talking about crank. He's like, "You ever tried crank before?" Yeah. yeah that shit makes you a crackhead immediately. <laughs> he's like, "You do one line of crank, you come up with all these weird business ideas. Like, let's get a puppy, let's sell it for a profit. Like nobody wants to buy." He's like, "Well, we'll get a puppy, then we'll shave him, then we'll sell him for a profit." And uh, his other one was like, "He's like, I don't know what to tell these kids." And I'm not, I'm not doing Sean Rouse's jokes justice here, so Google search him. But he's like. I, I have to tell these kids you know like if you're going to be drinking and driving you got to get cocaine to stay with <laughs> he's like is nobody telling the children how to do this correct keep them alert yeah
0: i i um but i did a lot of cocaine in when i was lived in san diego and i was going back and forth from la a lot And if you're in L.A. traffic and it's nighttime and you're not on cocaine, you're the only one. Okay, (laughs) everyone else is on it. I was, too.
1: One more Sean Roush joke. He's talking about a buddy of his smoking a joint that was dipped in formaldehyde. Oh, God, the PCP, the the fake uh, PCP. He said he he goes, I talked to the guy the next day and he goes, the guy was started freaking out. He said all these demons came to show up and uh, drag him off to hell and after that he was so scared that uh you know he didn't do drugs anymore and he just went to church and he was like what a horrible drug i was <laughs> like, could you imagine that you wake up and you're like you know it's a bad drug when you do it and then you wake up and you're like i have a belief system now
0: <laughs> that's so funny that's how salvia made me feel
1: oh i hate that shit. Not, yeah i felt like my bottom jaw shot through my skull and I, the first time I smoked that shit, I was driving. <laughs> okay. I was driving. Are you driving. No you way. Went, you talked to the aliens while you were driving? I was driving. That's insane. And I had That's a, really uh, dangerous. I had this piece Ew. of metal that came off this thing that like, you go fishing, you stick it into the ground, and then you hook the fish's lip and keep them in the water so they stay fresh or whatever until you're done. And I took the little ring out, and then I took a socket, and I duct taped that around, and I like, went to like a public bathroom and took a screen out of the sink and put that in there and i packed it so it was like a fat one hitter packed it full of salvia i'm driving my 1987 chevy caprice classic i got the fiance <laughs> my buddies are in there and i take it and i hit it and i hold it in and i blow it out and like i was like i can't i got to pull oh, oh, no. and then i was like we got to pull, pull and i like pulled into the target i parked in like three spots and then I got super pissed off at everyone. I'm mean, like, we gotta go to Target pretending like we didn't do drugs, <laughs> and I'm like trying to walk in and I couldn't. I was like falling down. Dude, it was so bad. that the first time I did
2: it, I we were watching Empire Strikes Back, and they they were jumping out of the screen. And so like I'm going around in circles in my living room, like Steve, what the fuck is this shit? Why'd you do this? Why'd you do this to me? Oh my god, like. The creatures—they're coming out of the TV. It was really weird. And then I lived on the third floor, so I kept looking at the TV and then looking at the window and looking at the TV. I'm like, I should jump out of this window. Anytime that I'm so high and I'm talking about jumping out of the window, yeah, I'm not doing that shit anymore.
0: I wanted to literally jump out do, the window. Do, but you remember? You both remember the entire time, like you were—you you never got taken to the other place. I remember
1: like the do, emotions and feelings. Luckily, I never did enough of that shit to like.
0: It was the thing is I wasn't there. I wasn't lucid. I got for whatever I guess it was only like eight minutes or whatever. I wasn't there. It was like I, and I knew where I was because I remember it all vividly. But it was in with the space and the, and the tsunami string and the and the Technicolor tsunami string on the ch- kids playground and then telling me come on, and people being sucked into the sky and like uh-huh. I'm like I'm not going, <laughs> but <laughs> I guess that in real life, I sat on the top of the sofa and they were worried I was going to fall off. And there was something I, but I don't, I woke up sitting on the sofa and I was like, Oh, and, and they were like, are you okay? <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm here now. You and thought you
2: went, Ooh, you went well, the other I came back
0: they wanted to take me with them. And I said, no. But the thing is that I was like in such, I, in such an outer body experience that I wasn't in the, I wasn't there. Wow. I, I was, it was like it was this big playground and I climbed to the top of this one of those old school ones with the triangles, you know, like the when you were little and the triangles of.
7: Yeah. of
0: and there was like a swing set over here. And the, I remember the ground like and I was sitting on top of it with somebody and I don't remember who it was, but they got sucked into the spaceship. Well, it, like this huge tsunami of like it was like there's this spaceship up there and they were pulling everything on strings and they were trying to get, and I was pushing against the wave of tsunami strings, and and, and they kept saying, hey, Pam, it's all a, con- nothing you believe is real, it's all a construct, come with us, everything's cool. Just, just it, everything you believe is nothing, come with us, we're going, we're going in the spaceship right now, you're coming with us, right? And I was like, I am not going in your spaceship. It was wise for you not to go on that
2: spaceship because you probably would not went elsewhere. I, maybe that's the light. That is,
0: <laughs> no, no shit. i like us. salvia, but everybody who's taken it, everyone else who's taken it has had. They knew where they were, like they knew that they were themselves where they were. I knew that I was myself where I was, but I wasn't in that room. And I've never hallucinated like that so b- before.
1: The biggest oh. hallucination I ever had was off the fucking nightmare juice. Oh, Because <laughs> it's like, you know, whenever you get drunk and you get, like, the spins? Yeah. I, like, at one point, like, it was like being on, like, a merry-go-round that was going viciously, mm-hmm. and my out body like I felt like my soul was getting kicked out of my body and I was like getting pulled back and I could look down and see myself just sleeping there. Oh. And I had to like use all my strength to like force my soul back into my body. And then I... So I don't know if it was like some intense weird dream that I was having while I was all <laughs> fucked up. Dude, I tell you what, that stuff reacted very poorly with me. <laughs>
0: I'll never do Salvia again. I'll never no, do... No, that's not... I'll never do... I'll never do DMT. I'll never DMT
1: do... I will like... In like a shamanistic type ritual, and like I a, will never do, never do bath salts.
0: I'll never do, I'll do oh bath salts. Never do bath salts
1: ever
2: again.
0: Oh, again? again. You did? It? You've done you it? Did it once? You've yes. done it? Oh, you have to what? tell us about bath salts. Oh salt. my What's the god, it was terrible. Story. You have to. T- I, that's it right. It was
2: fucking. T- my okay, Steve again, the guy that gave me a salvia.
1: Not me, by the way.
2: No, not, no, my <laughs> D- different
1: person, different from Steve.
0: Missouri. He's
2: my boy, but he's a fucked up Korean. He. <laughs> He he gave us bath salts. He was, we were going to this Johnny Walker tasting. So it was like six of us. So we're like, Steve's like, hey guys, since we can't get any cocaine, I got some bath salts. And we're like, bath salts? What, what? This is before the whole eat your face thing. I was going to say, geez. Before the eat your face thing in Florida. And so basically, you know, six of us. So we all do the bath salts. We all snort. And it's like a hard, harsh, like, it's so harsh going up your nose. It's, it's painful. It's almost like... I don't know. I, I've never did meth, but I guess that's what meth would like feel like. Like a burning kind It's a burning sensation in your nose. Oof. And so, we're, we're on our way there, and we're just all, all six of us are just feeling funny, with the exception of that motherfucker, Steve. He's he didn't just take slid- it? No, he did. Okay. He's just a fucking weirdo. Um, <laughs> but, so, we're at the tasting, and one of the dudes, you know, he's talking about Johnny Walker, and it's like in a big, like, place, and all of us are looking at each other and we're just all like this and moving around like you can tell we were crack well you guys can't see it obviously but we look crackish they were
0: in a they were on a dance we were were crackish and twitch pop and we were starting
2: to sweat and you know we were like tyrone biggums (laughs) seriously how did it
1: feel what was the like
2: it was so speedy and you were agitated speedy and it was like you we were pissed off
1: Really? We were was there any off?
2: hallucinations?
4: Associated? There was no,
2: no. It's just, it's all speed. It's just so much speed, and and you, you feel this ego, but you feel like a monster. Like I want to rip his face off. And but like we're all mad at Steve because like it's like having bad drugs basically. It was, just, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. It was fucking terrible. And then we decided to do more. Oh, no. <laughs> why? And, why? And after that, it just goes downhill there were some arguing and uh some like tears it was like a wave of emotion but weird and agitated mo- emotion and then johnny
0: walker i mean drinking and whiskey. then we were drinking
2: scotch i yeah. mean
0: everyone cries when they drink How scotch i mean that's just buddy.
2: you know you got people like nice looking formal and like we look crackish
0: right and you're just twitching
1: like, and sweating twitching I and <laughs> <scotch>. yes,
2: yes. <laughs> i felt like a to- and then and it, i could not sleep I was, like, oh. just, it was terrible. And I was, like, still agitated, and I started cleaning stuff, and I'm, like, this is almost as bad as meth, because that is what it is. It's synthetic meth, y'all.
0: It's synthetic it's meth. It's synthetic uh-huh. meth. <gasps> but Stop I, I, it. That and might be the oldest. the what new it ones, like,
1: meth and LSD combined. Like, that's where the face eaters come from.
0: Yeah. I would, it, these are the things that they manufacture in China, and they're just, like, one And it's thing legal. off. And one so it's little molecule. It's fucking one legal. One molecule off.
2: That sucks. It is, that that it is like people the worst calm come down ever. But that's, I, what, but then people
0: want to do it. The kids will do whatever. The kids are so bored. That's why meth is a problem in the mid in the Midwest, right? Because and like here. And, and here, here will because kids get bored. Yeah. I mean and there's they There's
2: a big meth problem like on the West Coast. But I Missouri, think there's a big
0: meth problem everywhere, everywhere. man. Everywhere heroin. I go,
3: they're like, We're the king of meth. And
1: heroin, heroin is
2: the east coast though.
1: Yeah. Well heroin. actually heroin now is coming in more because uh you see it like more with the uh, pharmaceutical <laughs> stuff so that they get them hooked.
0: Right, the Oxycontins. Another thing, yeah. Oxycontins.
2: Should, yeah, another thing I will not touch.
1: I, I got a little hooked on those. Not bad, but like I actually had like an injury. And then I found that if I took more than the prescribed dosage, I felt great. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I got into those for a minute. And then I, I didn't realize it was a, like a problem until a buddy of mine like broke his hand in the party, and I was all excited. Like, dude, you're gonna get some pain pills, man. <laughs> he <laughs> should kick me one or two. And he's like crying, his bones sticking out of his hand. <laughs> oh I'm like, dude, it's gonna be good, man. It's <laughs> really? gonna be good. This is awesome. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe you're so lucky, dude. Oh, you're yeah. the uh, Sobriety. The we're talking. Dude, that shit fucking tears you up.
0: Sobriety is the condition of not having any measurable levels or effects from mood altering drugs.
1: Yeah, see, so technically, it's like I'm not riding sober because I still have CBD and.
0: You know, right. sobriety is continued state. abstinence from psychoactive drug use sobriety is also considered to be the natural state of a human being that's a given good way a birth to put it a
1: natural state. I haven't been in a natural state since I was probably 14 or 15 years old and that's what I'm going for now like once I get this two months of the no pot smoking no drinking then the next round is cigarettes and caffeine we're getting rid of all this nice bullshit. yeah uh, you cleaning your body. Oh, sobriety yeah, has
0: you. specific meanings with, within specific contexts, such as culture of many substance use recovery programs, law enforcement, some schools of psychology. In some cases, sobriety implies achieving life balance. Life balance. All right. That's what it, there we go. That's fine.
1: See, life balance. I, I feel out of balance. I'm coming back more into balance. But I don't, you know, it's not a struggle, though. Like, I enjoy it. Like,. That's good then. Because I don't. Because I, I, when I look at that, well, that's the thing is I think it's. I believe strongly in the momentum. Like that's when you like you've been drinking for a while and you got all the momentum going with the drinking and you're like, ah, oh, maybe I should quit. Uh, but this is like my routine now. Right. And. And, uh,
2: and the thing is, like, since you've done it all, it's it's just like, okay, so uh, let me try this. Uh, you know, cleaning myself. You know. You know, yeah. changing a lifestyle, changing another chapter. Not saying that I'm not. You know wants no alcohol to partake or anything but at the same time it's, you're going back to your balance basically
1: it's almost like the same way i looked at acid when i was younger and first learning about hallucinogens i now think about in terms of like not being in a natural state like what is that like <laughs> I, w- I wonder what that would feel like no nicotine no caffeine no thc no alcohol just me. Ugh, it sounds awful on paper.
2: <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people can't do it.
1: That's true. Or you can do it up into a certain point where something catastrophic or pressure gets coming, and then you need something to help cope. I think that's the big. I mean, it's easy to be sober on a you know sunny Friday afternoon. You know, we're having fun. I now no, I it. disagree.
0: I <laughs> if it's a sunny Friday afternoon and I'm like, what am I gonna do with my day off? I'm like, oh, fuck. What am I gonna do? Like, it's like, Bender's opens at two. Like, <laughs> no. I'm gonna go day drinking. Look what I'm gonna do with my beautiful day. That's sometimes. That's sometimes on me on Sunday. I can't not. I mean, my. It's like I wouldn't. I don't know what to do if I'm not. If I, I have a day off. I know. mean, I feel like sometimes even I take a lot of work with the babysitting on because I know I have to be sober for it. And so I think I know I won't I think,
2: think there's plenty to do. I think since, you know, we're lucky to live in this area just to get out of the city and go someplace is, a, you know, that's what I've been trying to do instead of like, you know, Sunday, fun day, day drinking, using Sundays for like, you know, maybe like just going exploring because there's so much to it's explore.
3: It's super I don't it's touch money. I don't do work. I don't answer the fucking oh. phone, dude. See, super Shabbos. Yeah,
0: exactly. So well, you're not even fucking Jewish man now now that my uh, that Jonathan's stupid football is over I can't have Sundays back with him they won't let me put listen to any of the I'm trying to get the rehab stuff up and yeah just, rehab DJ. bartender song they yeah uh, we can play that I have it all up so you guys are I am I am definitely uh, on Alta California Botanicals right now. <laughs> Guys are listening to the Alticast here on, on mutiny Botanicals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Looking at, right now while you're listening to this. <laughs> look in the mirror and say "Botanicals" five times and just look at your fucking face while you say You can't stop laughing. It's insane. This is the physical challenge portion of the AltaCast
0: <laughs> This is a rehab bartender song sitting at a bar here <coughs> <You're> on Mutiny Radio. <laughs>
4: Tender, I really did it this time Broke my parole to have a good time When I got home, it was 6 a.m. The door was locked, so I kicked it in She was tripping on the bed
0: Oh, our computer boxes are so unhappy with us and the rest of our lives. Uh... It's just what happens here at Mutiny Radio. Sometimes the internet goes wonky-funky. It happens. It's okay. Well, it could also be the ghost in the machine saying, fuck you for playing a country song. Thanks, Steve Pogey. That was his request. I'm like, all right, it has the word rehab in it. That's fine. Oh, God. Fuck. I don't know. I don't like country music. Some people love it, you know. Let them. I don't. I don't. I know just what to went say. back to
2: Missouri there for a minute. Did you? <laughs> Had a flashback. Flashing
0: back all yeah, the flashback way.
2: Flashback of Southwest Missouri, the Ozarks.
0: Oh my goodness. Yes. I don't. I couldn't even point to that on a map.
2: Oh, we're in the Ozark Mountains. Yeah, that's some real hillbilly country. Uh,
0: I don't. Uh, I'm. I'm trying to find some sort of. Oh, it's because the YouTube went down. It's oh, okay.
2: YouTube went down. It's that was not us. That was them.
0: No, I, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's our fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, it's my fault. Uh, you guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm every Wednesday from noon to two, followed by Y. Steinberg's Think Grow Love Radio. She's coming back. I'm excited for her meditation times. Uh, we yeah Yahoo did and her, and her meditation good stuff, so this is the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio FM. I'm your host Pam Benjamin. I'm joined by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, Win, Ola, and Steve Pooji, comedian. I want Steve a cool Poggi. nickname like Sheriff of Truth. <laughs> Man, I'm just fucking. You got Pooji. Hey, go. here's fucking old dumbface. <laughs> what we got? <laughs> We're gonna well, <laughs> sobriety. I usually I usually equate sobriety with meaning stick in the mud, but it doesn't have to be that way. No. Well, speaking of
1: stick in the mud, can we can we talk about the game so I can maybe get some yeah, ideas? from Yeah, absolutely. The listeners?
0: Yeah. Okay. Give us a call 415-550-0511. So here's how the game works. Um,
1: being sober and excited, um, uh, The person that uh, I have an interest in now is uh, not the same thing. Like they're not sober. Like they're far more tame. And anything that I've ever done. like They've you know, been told what to do their whole life through academics and everything else, and I've never listened to anybody. Uh, so we're going out on this date and we're going to go to uh, Point Reyes and do like trail walking. So we're both performers, so I decided to make up this little game to uh, help the date kind of move along, break the ice and act kind of goofy and silly and stupid. So the idea being is you have like a plastic bag and then you have these things printed out and they're all rolled up so it's just like a plastic bag with a little uh, paper balls in there and then you know you take turns drawing one of the things and then you have something to do. So the ones that I have so far Do you need
0: some ribbon? You can take some ribbon from us. You can tie ribbon. them in the little box. There's ribbon. I'll give you ribbon so you can tie them. It'll be Make them look like oh, antique like scrolls. scrolls.
1: No, because then you're going to get in there to shuffle them all up and they're going to come apart.
0: No, they won't, not if you tie them with a little bow.
1: Well, here's the thing. After you do the thing, you have to eat the paper. I didn't talk about that <laughs> oh, right, right. No. So these are the activities. It's a combination of activities and questions. Uh, and it's kind of like at midnight to where like, you're going to get points, but the points don't really matter. So the first one is uh, slow dance to a David Bowie song. That was top priority. I wanted to put that out there. Uh, tell an embarrassing story. List your pet peeves. Uh, Who has been the biggest influence in your life? What should I know about you that I'd never think to ask? When was the last time you pissed your pants? That was a Benjamin submission. Uh, Howl like a a wolf for 10 seconds. Tell a story from your childhood in the Christian Bale Batman voice. Have a photo taken of you with T-Rex arms and post it to Facebook. Say a comics comic saw a comet on circa closed circuit closed captioning five times fast. Uh, do your best river dance for 30 seconds. Tell a story when you were scared as a pirate. Uh, draw a dirty picture on the trail. Rap about pizza for 30 seconds. Oh my god. Staring contest reciting movie lines. First one to laugh uh, loses. Best Chewbacca impression tell a stranger your spirit animal <laughs> and uh, if you got 10 million dollars what's the first thing that you would do so and then also there's like reversals or you know take two things so if you have any more ideas of what you can uh what would be fun to do uh you know let me fucking know however you do that
0: nice give us a call 415
1: I'm gonna get there I'm gonna be like hey I got this fun little game She's like that is the stupidest shit I have ever <laughs> fucking heard of what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs>
2: that no I think that's awesome you date creatively no one does that I'm anymore I'm trying to man because you can't just because
1: uh, <laughs> no that's one does that anymore when you <laughs> don't have the oh let's you know let's just get a six pack and sit by the water like that kind of <laughs> you gotta you <laughs> have to have igniters to get conversations and stuff going and plus I feel like if you're comfortable acting like, you know, a T-Rex in front of somebody, then you're gonna be comfortable around that person, right? Yeah. There's a yep. method to this, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you If can you, you want to If you want to get the things for the game, I, I think the best thing to do is I'm gonna like type them out in an email. So if you want the email, I can email it to you and then if you add more to it or if you create your own, you can submit up so we can get like a master kind of list thing going. Because yeah, after you've done it before, you don't want to be on another date, assuming you want to play again, and then, you know, oh, I get to do the T-Rex thing again. Fuck, great, this is fun. <laughs> now you got to keep the ideas fresh, but they're kind of hard to think of.
0: Well, pe- making people interact, that's nice. It's like speed yeah. dating, but long form.
1: <laughs> it's like speed dating without the bath
0: salts <laughs> <laughs> without the bath salts. and agitation <laughs> that would be someone needs to write that scene into a movie someone takes bath salts in a comedy someone takes bath salts before they go to a speed dating thing Oh, oh sure. my it's God. like an Amy Poehler feature or something right? Yeah. Like that,
2: that would be, be I hilarious know. actually uh,
0: alright we are about 30 minutes away from think grow love with y steinberg coming up here on mutiny radio i am so high <laughs> <laughs> it's 1 uh, which means that you, it's time for you to go out to your local dispensary and ask for it by name alta california botanicals Best <laughs> <difficult. laughs> stink in the biz all right, we were talking about sobriety, which I certainly am not right now. <laughs> right.
1: Uh I'm, I, I mean I have plenty of fucking. I was a drunk idiot guy. One time I was at a fancy upscale friend of a friend's place, wasted as fuck again, <laughs> and uh, it was like a nice like condo that they had, and uh, I was there, you know, like they're like, oh dude, this is Steve, he's our buddy, he's fun to hang around, he's <laughs> just all good and I got there and I went into their bathroom and like vomited, sprayed all over (laughs) the toilet, like down the side of it, on the carpet and everything. And then walked out and was like, all right guys, we gotta go. It's been nice meeting you. And then I just walked outside and like laid in a bush for an hour (laughs) until until the the girlfriend of the host came down and was like,
3: what the fuck did you do to the bathroom?
1: I'm like, we left.
3: You can't do nothing about it. (laughs) We?
1: You and yourself? Just me. Just me. My ride wasn't leaving. They were like, ooh, we're going to have fun, even though he destroyed the bathroom.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. You didn't even try to clean it up. You I
1: didn't, I didn't have wherewith. I didn't know anything. I was so embarrassed that this happened because I was like, oh, I got to puke. But I wasn't expecting it to, like, spray out, like, a radius. Did you not open the seat? No, I, I don't even think I crouched down. I just went, <laughs> <"Bah!"> <laughs> and fucking doused everything with. Cheetos or whatever I ate. Uh, All your DNA sprayed. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, And your Doritos. There was that. There was one time we played uh, beer pong, but we had Captain Morgan in the Cubs. And I was drinking Camo XXX tall cans. I, for a while, I had a thing for <laughs> horrible liquor. So, like Colt 45, <laughs> King Cobra 40 ounces. Some bullshit. Yeah, I, I thought bullshit. I was tough by drinking this shit. No, oh it was God. just very unpleasant to be around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no way. I don't like malt liquor. It does not go with my self. I gestalt. don't do I can't do Hell right. no. I don't like no 40s. That shit tastes like piss. Yeah. And when it's warm, yeah. even warm piss. Even like when it's Miller, it's still, it's like, ooh. Uh, one time I had a,
1: a buddy that went to Europe, and he went to Holland, and he bought a bottle of absinthe and mailed nice. it back to me. And it was like a traditional, like, wormwood recipe kind of nice. thing. And uh, so me and uh, my cousin's husband, who j- I think they were just dating then, and uh, one of his buddies, we meet up in Conker somewhere. And, uh, like, you're supposed to prepare absinthe by... It's supposed to be, like, incredibly chilled, like Jägermeister, right? And you're supposed to pour it over a sugar cube to kind of cut out Put some up. of the bitterness and, like, with water and stuff. And, like, they're like, they have special absinthe tools yeah, that you use. You light like the sugar yeah. on yeah.
0: fire and then... This shit exactly sat in
1: my that. car in the sun for two days. Then we poured it into fucking <laughs> oversized wine glasses and <laughs> shot it. What? And uh, th- it was funny. The f- I, I fucking choked it down and I thought to myself there is no, like there i don't hate myself enough to drink this like regularly and then the cousin's husband put it in and it just came right back out and then he thanked me for it and i was like that's pretty nice like i give you something that made you throw up like your body <laughs> reacted as if it was Drano.
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> he thanked me for it oh hell no well i had it at a bar here in the mission years ago when it became legal or whatever here And some absinthe company was having a party, and they were like $12 a piece, and they were doing it with all their sugar and all their shit, and blah, blah. And I'm like, 12 bucks? Jesus, it's not worth that much to me. I think Marilyn
1: Manson got into the absinthe market for like a little while. He had his own absinthe.
2: We used to have absinthe at the bar that I worked at in Chicago, and we used to do it the classic way like that.
1: It was really fun. It was... was C.S. Lewis was really big on that shit when he was doing the line of the witch in the wardrobe, I think. Wow. That's I think that's cool. how I had first encountered it was looking at his Wikipedia page. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Because C.S. Lewis was super Christian. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to get so into that go. today. Line <laughs> it
1: down here on the botanical bench.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus wasn't sober. He loved wine. Yeah, exactly. He was a good dude. Yeah, he liked wine, man. We should say something about David Bowie and stuff yeah. you were sad about. Oh him. yeah,
2: dude, I, I cried like a little baby you for about cried? a day.
0: Oh, oh yeah, dude.
2: I uh he's like like my he's one of my favorite heroes. Really totally was. Yeah. My aunt took me to go see him with Nine Inch Nails when I was 14 at Riverport Amphitheater in St. Louis. Oh shit.
1: <laughs> now it's like fucking <laughs> Old Navy Fun Zone or something. <laughs> Some corporation bought it.
2: Of course, of course they did. This is in St. Louis, by the way, and it like changed my life. It really did. It was really. It's really. Was weird. Bowie like, headlining? Uh, he yeah. It was the been, outside. Right? It was the outside tour.
1: Outside lands?
2: No, outside tour.
1: Oh, outside tour. His oh,
0: tour. His album. The
2: tour. Oh, you know, oh yes, okay. I see where you're. And it was just
0: the it, opening band was just it was, awesome just, too. It
2: was just yeah. It was really a, like what are those experiences like when you see one of your favorite artists and you're just like frozen? It was like that, you know. And I have everything by him, everything, and I I keep spinning around in this chair. So, <laughs> wow. um, but like you know, I'm sorry for your loss. Then yeah, everyone everyone's been like saying that to me, like I knew him. But it's weird, like I, I I've been reading some like the feeds and stuff, and like I'm not the only asshole that feels that way. So no, yeah. th-
1: actually I've been really surprised about the reaction to his loss because like you know we, Lemmy just died and uh, Scott Weiland just died, but like. There hasn't been the outpouring of yeah. emotions. Natalie like, Cole Bowie. fans. No, Natalie are Cole? They? Yeah. But I, I feel like a lot more females were into David Bowie than they were necessarily like Lemmy or Scott Weiland. So I don't yeah. know if that has... Like, I don't, it seems I, like they, it helped someone through some sort of time or something. And or? And, and,
2: and, well, if, you know, the thing is, it's just like it, You know, his artistry. His artistry of things, too. You know, and what he did. You know, and not even just in the music, but in art form, and politically, you know, you know, he was talking about. uh, He came out on MTV what back in 1983, and he asked them why they didn't play black videos. And there's an old clip of it too that's been posted all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, even with like you know saying that he was bisexual when it was like such at a time when it wasn't acceptable to even be that or come out or play with it. You know, that's that's something to think about, you know, androgyny. You know, that's an art form, you know. You know. I um, you know, a lot of my boyfriends used to wear eyeliner, so There you go. <laughs> you know, there I go. You know, so
1: It feels like during that time period though, there was more of like a like pre-internet there was more of like a mythology built around stuff cuz it was like there was no like endless database of information right, that you could just, right. you know, punch in and stuff. So it's like, someone would tell you, like, oh, man, yeah, did you hear fucking David Bowie and Trent Reznor <laughs> hooking up? Or, like, you'd hear all <laughs> kinds of weird shit like that. Yeah. And that's just, like, all just gone.
2: Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, it's like playing telephone.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 But there, I, in some way, I think that's, like, how like, legends and, like, urban legend kind of people... But came up i don't think i think those are kind of over i don't think you're gonna have that and no, i think bill murray you, is the last dude, one and
2: you're just talking well, about cause lemmy. he could show
0: up at the bar anywhere yeah and you were talking about lemmy
2: he used to always hang out at the rainbow club in hollywood yeah you know you could just go there and you'll run into him yeah you know? but it's the, like
1: you don't there's no everyone now is a brand yeah oh, yes this is yes the brand. what's your logo for your brand <laughs>
2: It's not about the music, it's about yeah, how many yeah. cokes
1: can you sell. And not even music, it's just it's all all artists now. Everyone's
2: And the funny thing about that is David Bowie hated that period of his life when he was doing that, you know. You know, when he was, you know, when he sold out, he says. He hated that period. He's just like soundtrack okay.
0: for Pretty Woman in 1990 Is that what we're talking about? No, no, he <laughs> didn't do that <laughs> No, he was. He was on it. Thing. That's that song was on the. Was it on the Pretty Woman? was Woman's on song? the Pretty Woman soundtrack. I had it. Oh, the on remake.
2: Take. Oh, the remake. The no, the the, uh, the 1991. Uh, yeah, yeah right. with, with
0: That's mm-hmm. right. I forgot about Julia that Roberts? Julia Roberts. Oh, yeah. yeah. That movie's stupid. I hate it, that movie. Yeah. Well, the myths that we perpetuate. Oh, especially God. God. Especially. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah, David Bowie.
2: Yeah. And I, you know, during the time, like with like uh, Let's Dance and all that, oh, uh-huh. you know, when he was always like always on MTV let's, and let's. trying to sell stuff, and you know, he said he hated that period. You know, he wasn't creative.
1: Right. Uh, you know? Manufacturing.
2: Right. He wasn't creative, so he stopped doing it. But you see, I so many. I mean, the opportunity
0: the de- to have money would be so. But But once uh, you have that money then you're not
1: worried about it anymore then you almost but
2: the thing is like in order to do it you have to tap dance and shuffle and act like a fool and sell your soul to somebody
1: play the clown
2: yeah (laughs) dance monkey you know dance magic dance
0: (laughs) (laughs)
5: move magic move (laughs)
0: Just I, gonna, like I can't rap. do the I can't do the rap part. <laughs> it's a double with the babe, but the bug. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that sounds pretty accurate. Yes, <laughs> Ipsy Pam.
0: <laughs> that was a good song.
2: But I mean, yeah, you were talking about how everything is a brand, and it's just like, and even the brand isn't even an art form. It's just like you don't
1: even try. Yeah. it's just boring. It's excuses to get untalented people involved with talented people. I'll run your social networks and your Twitter <laughs> feeds. I'll just put out your stuff for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, if you do have somebody working like eight hours a day to try to promote you, things, something has to happen somewhere, doesn't it?
1: Think, I mean, it's it's the classic thing of you know if you slap the Tide logo in front of enough people's faces so many times, they're going to just be programmed to buy Tide. Mm-hmm. I you think see? that's information that we got from the Nazis, but they're like propaganda. <laughs> that's what that's what I think of all of our marketing. All of our marketing is. From uh, Hitler, how he was able to brainwash a country in the United States was like, dude, we're capitalists. Write this shit down. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. We're going to sell fucking teddy bears with this shit. Yep.
0: Well, uh, I'm just, uh, I don't want to get political. I just don't want to. But I was talking with some comedians and Jonathan the other night, and and some of the guys from FTW, too, Forever Two Wheels, Mondays, 8 to 10. And we're outside talking about, like, Socialism and why it doesn't work and, blah blah blah. and I said the problem is that We in our country or in our Society we don't value work Equally and I think that work Whether it's digging a ditch or Building something or taking care of someone Or taking care of a baby or Writing a story or whatever Okay all of that is work And all of that work should be equally valued Across the board yeah. And and then the, and Ian Levy was like Well let me play a devil's advocate Uh, what's the incentive for people to want to be doctors and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, if all the education's free and you can do whatever you want and all of your work is valued the same, then you can do whatever you want to do. You just have to work at something. And it'll eventually work out because people will want to be doctors and people will want to be lawyers. and It's just socialism. You just don't, just all work is valued the same. But people can't do that. They're like, well, the people that make my clothes, the Bangladeshi, that needs to be less. Or like, we're all people and everybody can give their skills equally. And it bothers me that some people's work, which is harder than ours, is valued like so less.
2: Yeah, but then that would get boring.
0: (laughs) You wouldn't have anyone to fight and cuss about. (laughs) Well, but wouldn't it be better if instead of spending time fighting and cussing, we all found ways to like,
1: together if we just sat around and looked at rainbows and petted our dogs and you know fed each other's cats this we could make this happen <laughs> yeah. No, there's, there's people foods. genetically that are just cunts. And that's because yes. of those people. And as we get more people on this planet, we get more cunts, all right? Our yeah. cunt levels are rising and skyrocketing through the, the stock market's the crashing, the cunt market's rising. <laughs> and we need to, I think we should give everyone a three foot by like inch and a half stick. And if someone fucks with you bad enough and you have the capabilities to hit them with your stick, you should be able to hit them with a the stick. <laughs> and, you know, if, they, if they're somewhere else and, you know, they're away from you and they can't interfere, then you can't hit them with your stick, so you can't give them, you know. I'm just saying, if we all just hit each other with sticks, <laughs> I think we could get to the bottom of the cunt market issue. Uh,
0: you know, I, I do kind of agree with you a little bit in that. Take a are, swing. Well, there have been times where there, I, well, for it to be acceptable for me, and, and metaphorically speaking, to be able to be like, to tell someone when they're being a cunt. To be like, you know, I wouldn't want to use like the literal stick, but if you could like actually be honest with people and they would take it and you would say like, wow, you are really being a cunt right now, <laughs> and they were like, oh, I can take that feedback in some way.
1: Oh no, that's that's not gonna happen. Change. No one, no one wants no. to hear that they're a cunt, <laughs> unless they're at the rock bottom. <laughs> no one
0: wants. To- <laughs> we're putting feminism back, like five to seven years, but we're pushing comedy forward, I feel like at least six to seven months. Anything,
1: <laughs> anything where it's just about one person or one group getting better shit, I, I feel like you're like, it's like almost like a reverse racism. Like it's not like these people should get more of this, it's like all people should be at this level. And if they're not at this level, we need to you know make sure they get up to that level. Not like, oh, I'm a female, so I'm supreme ruler of the universe because I cut my hair
4: short and I've got a mustache.
1: Like, that's <laughs> not – I don't enjoy that kind of feminism. I don't support those people. All right? You can blow your f out your assholes. Fair enough. I got nothing on that one. I got you nothing. <laughs> okay. look, see,
7: degrees.
1: if we had a stick, maybe we could push the guy.
0: <laughs> we could figure it out. Uh, if you guys come down to the studio on – 21st in Florida two seven eight one twenty-first 21st Street there's this really kind of cool weird new art thing up and it's all of these labor um heroes from the world uh, I, I, uh some of them I didn't know who they are and, but they're all these little explanations and they're written by uh Bill Morgan who is the B on Saturdays from 10 to noon and his show is called Labor and Love and it's all about like Labor issues and communism and stuff.
1: Dude, it's really sad to come down here and read these things and see the kind of shit that someone had to sacrifice their life in order to achieve. It, it's like,
2: and we take it. Harry it
1: Harry Bridges was gunned down because he said he should have a fifteen minute break. It's like, oh yeah, my well, god, man, that yeah, shit was she, fucking like it was borderline slavery basically. Like there was not really work; it was just rich people and dumb fucks who put widgets together.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. It's all the child labor laws, all that stuff. Like,
1: Dude, it is really crazy.
0: Little fingers deft work.
1: And you know what's weird is you would think coming down here and reading this stuff would inspire you because all these people's messages were so admirable and noble, but they all got <laughs> executed. So yeah. you're just like, oh, we're, we're just an evil Set of creatures is what we are. <laughs> Solar t- flare. Let's knock out the electricity and start over. Well,
2: that's I think we t- take it for granted. I really do. I think yeah. we really take it for granted. And people don't realize, like, these people, you know, what they did for us. And then, you know, we're just all on our iPhones. Martin Luther King Day. I have
1: a theory on that. You know. Like, when you think in the terms of video games, when video games went from, like, Pong to, like, Atari Pac-Man... Right, and yeah. like we've known about those, we've played them, and we've seen everything develop. But now th- there's kids that come out, and the first video game they play is Call of Duty 8, oh, where they're oh, stabbing people in the face, and you know. Sh- and, but it's like that's their video game, and they don't appreciate the other stuff necessarily. You know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. You brought it back to video games. Dude,
1: it's all about the Mario Bros. But the thing
2: is, I'm <laughs> balanced
0: because I still appreciate my Atari.
1: Mm, I got Nintendo 64 like a whore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Aww. I almost bought like those like stupid fake uh, Ataris like at Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, y- where
1: well, they give you like, a certain amount of games yeah. and, like a joystick? I
2: almost got it, and I'm like, this isn't real. This is fake. Thrift stores. That's exactly. And every time when I go to a thrift store, I I, I don't ever see one. I used to see them all the time. You got to
1: pounce quickly, man. You got to wait for the stars to twinkle, the sun to line up in the right shade, Mars to be in retrograde, and then, you know, you can stumble across a find.
0: I will one (sighs) day. I will have my Atari back. I was never, I've never been a video game player. Oh I've never been. It's just
2: never. Nintendo and Super NES.
1: Oh, man. I remember the Return of the Jedi game for Super NES. I still want to play that game. I might go home and download an emulator (laughs) so I can play that later.
0: I just, I can't even conceptualize, because I was never good at them. I just, I don't have hand-eye coordination. No one ever is. No. You must learn. First of all. No, I don't it, have that kind of time. Come you on, know, Skywalker. Listen, I used so to play Super Mario. things I'd want to do. I used to play Super Mario Brothers
2: for hours, and still to this day, I cannot get the princess. But I still try.
1: Yeah, yeah. you still try. I still
2: try. And people make fun of me that the fact that I still can't get to the princess. Well, you know what? If I, there was a Nintendo in front of me, I would still keep trying. And I would do it for hours, I swear.
1: It's not about getting the princess. It's about <laughs> trying to get the it's princess.
2: It's still trying. And that's on the first Super Mario, ladies and gentlemen. That's sad.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> I just had to break it down with my date. I was like, you know, uh, you know, we've been talking for a while, and I just got to know, you know, how do you feel about Nintendo 64? <laughs> you know what? Spit out your feelings now, because they're going to come to light if you try <laughs> to hide them.
0: Oh. Uh, yeah. I just uh, I've never. I'm. Never cared about video games, but I don't despise them. I mean, I've watched a lot of them, but I'll usually just read a book <laughs> while, like, he, if he wants to play video games, I'll read a book.
2: Yeah, I like to
0: read books. I,
2: I like books, but I—I I mean, I'm an old school gamer.
3: Yeah, I'm old school. I stop. Give me cartridges or give me death.
2: Exactly. I'm—I'm I'm one of those. So, and I lost everything after 1997. So,
0: that's yeah. I, I just never experienced any modicum of success playing the games, and so I think I gave up so quickly because I just- Determination. Dude,
1: interactive story, man. You gotta earn your story. You gotta get all the flowers, you gotta get the sunshine rays, and the fucking blue flute. Otherwise, you don't find out what happens to Jerry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're- (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. Well,
1: see, that's like me and Pete, we play video games, but I'm the kind of person where I play video games, I immediately set it on the hardest difficulty setting possible. And then like let's let's fucking play, son. Let's get some skill going where he's like you know, he's putting in God mode codes and shit and he's cheating and stuff. <laughs> I can't play with you, bro. I can't play.
2: He's talking about like some of the uh, secret moves and shit and you know. Yeah. Yeah. The hitting the hitting shit that nobody else knows.
1: You gotta push it real good. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> what you gotta do is you gotta get yourself some boot tentacles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you get yourself a Nintendo 64. <laughs> no, Nintendo. And a bottle of water cuz you're not drinking. And then you got to get in there and you got to hammer out Legend of Zelda. They just had a thing. Legend, oh, I a love blind of Zelda. guy beat Zelda for Nintendo 64.
2: No
7: way. it took him
1: 5 years, but he beat it just based off of audio cues of like The guy's like, click, 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 as they run along, and then, you know, the monster making a noise. That's That's insane. Insane. And I guess he live broadcasted himself trying this. So it's so weird to see someone playing a video game, and they're not facing the screen. Like, it's like his left ear is, like, lining up to the screen, and he's just working the controller listening.
0: Oh, damn. That's fucking
1: trippy, man.
0: With that... Uh, this has been the AltaCast <laughs> here on Radio.fm. Took us in a weird direction at the end there with the uh, video games. Uh, with the video games. If you're but not Alta, nice.
1: you're not trying hard
0: enough. If you're not Alta, you're uh, I'm definitely on that. Uh, thank you guys for joining us here on the AltaCast. Um, I'm Pam Benjamin. I've been joined by LaToya, the Sheriff of Truthwin, and Steve Hoji. Old dumb
1: face. <laughs> That's my, that's my radio
0: name now. Oh, Old Dumbface. Dumb dumb face. <laughs> uh, if you want to see us later, we'll be at the SF Eagle doing open mic performance comedy. It'll be hilarious. Uh, otherwise, you can always stop by here on Fridays for BAM Test's Comedy Clubhouse or earlier than that for Happy Hour if you want to get a set in if you're so inclined to that sort of persuasion. Yeah. Um, other I'll than be that, here in February. Or I'll you're be at the here like February. all the time. There's <laughs> some, I mean, there's... All the time. Just look on Facebook, please just come here on Fridays and Saturdays. I'm like now I feel like I'm begging them.
1: It's a party. It's a party. It a party. It's, there's
0: great comedians. Okay, bye. <laughs>
8: Ed! Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. What? Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby! There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good!
3: LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, Mutiny Radio. FM has the best programming the internet ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Hate
9: <laughs> hey, you.
2: Who me?
9: Yeah, you.
4: cool at mutinyradio.fm before the internet falls apart.
9: You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. From March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets
0: now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Aciento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF, Visual and Auditory Mind Control? Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions, go www.subliminalsf.com. For the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen, graphic design for every need, and live music promotion. At some of the best bars in San Francisco that's subliminal sf visual and auditory mind control go to subliminalsf.com now no
6: Good evening there my friends here at mutinyradio.f and Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there and uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean But if you can't make it to Mutiny Randy, well don't even worry, don't fret at all.
4: that's what I'm saying! It's the Joke Workshop, Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m.s at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499!
0: The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources.
6: People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum to experience close encounters with live wild animals. The museum's living collection features more than 50 species of non-releasable native California animals. Visitors can see and learn about wildlife such as eagles, owls, bobcats, coyotes, reptiles, and other fascinating creatures. The museum's world-renowned Wildlife Rehabilitation Hospital treats more than 5,000 wild animals each year with the goal of returning them to their native habitat. The Lindsay Wildlife Museum is in Walnut Creek. To learn more, visit wildlife-museum.org.
5: Welcome to the Think Grow Love Radio podcast, where it's all about women coaches, freelancers, and creatives
2: growing their businesses online while balancing their family and personal lifestyle. Hey, everybody. Yehudit Steinberg here, and thank you so much for joining me here today for another episode of Think Grow Love Radio. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming on. We're so happy to have you join us.
10: What we do here? Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Um,
7: what,
2: what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us.
7: Why do we do
10: this? Why, why are we doing this? <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train.
3: And he was yelling. He was like, no, that bitch, no, that bitch. And, uh. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm just not. I'm not
11: moving it, you know? I've arrived. Why should I move? I don't like what work has been giving us at our free lunches. One one five three four zero
2: one nine seven six, 340 1976, and it does not spell
5: anything. One one five three four zero one nine seven six.
11: 340
5: 1976. Go for it. Call in, guys.
12: Carl, I'm Mike's friend, wrote this song, you know. You should follow me on Twitter, it's 11 Underscores. You know, I love going to restaurants downtown, turning your round around, and like everybody,
11: Oh, like little cherubic angels singing my name. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Nate Movie on YouTube. Unfortunately, better known as, by its acronym, Carl, help me out, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Thank you. you you actually helped me out. And uh, my name is Mike Spiegelman. I am here with Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, LeWaffleMot. I am here and ready to go. LeWaffleMot. I never do that. I also never knew the expression feature-length movie, which is probably what we should have called the show. In this, but you know what? Let's move on. Carl, we're going to watch a full-length movie and, on YouTube and listen to our podcast. What movie are we watching today?
12: Wait, wait, wait. wait. What's our Twitter ha- Twitter
11: feed and handle? And
12: what's the RSS hashtag? And what's okay. the YouTube?
11: The RSS is https colon square
12: uh,
11: no, it's a uh, check us out. We are we stream live on uniradio.fm, live being a live stream of our pre recorded broadcast. And uh, we want to thank Pan Benjamin, the manager. And we're on Sundays at two. We follow a show called The Edge of Ascendancy with Paul Brumbaugh. You can find him as a podcast as well. His show, The Edge of yes. Uh you can find Twitter handle at LWAFLMOIT. Our YouTube channel is LWAFLMOIT. Our Facebook pages, let's watch well a full-length movie on YouTube. Uh, and you can find our blog spot at let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. Did I miss any of them? Uh, no, you said yes, we, I... have a Twitch. we have a Twitch account, LWAFLMOIT. I you... think I played two minutes of Yakuza on it, and then my PlayStation 4 broke. So maybe that footage is posted. I don't know. Yeah, it could be Karma. It is karma. My PlayStation 4 broke during the pandemic. Yeah, I know. That sucks. Whoa. I have to play my PlayStation
12: 3. Today, what are we watching, Mike? Still playing it.
11: Oh, well, okay. All right. All right. Carl, what are we watching? Oh, you know what? Let me answer that question. We were watching my favorite movie of all time, a movie I've seen a million times, a movie I am so glad. It's on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, we are watching Meatballs 3 from 1986, 85?
12: 777.
11: Seven. Okay, well, 87. In the
12: search engine, you put in Meatballs III I, I, Summer Job 1987.
11: Yes, it's also, I think, I don't know. I mean, I know, well, I do know that Meatballs 4 was originally Ski Lounge,
7: mm-hmm. Ski
11: Water Ski Academy, or something like that. That may change the name, but. Uh, this one has a subtitle, summer job. Uh, it's brilliant. So go ahead and ho- uh, what channel is hosting this, Carl? Uh,
12: we're gonna watch '80s, '90s movies. Eight
11: zero apostrophe s okay. space '80s, '90s movies. Ooh. all right, multi uh, characters, and then we'll go, let's go ahead and do it. So uh, you go ahead and click that link and hit pause immediately. Set your uh, little bar to zero zero zero.
12: Buffer. And we're
11: going to do a countdown. Let it buffer, and then uh, we'll do a countdown, and when you hear the magic word go, go ahead and click play. And speaking of magic, mm. holy cow.
7: Mm-hmm.
11: He's still alive. Give it up to the one and only, the maestro, of the many numerals, Mr. Countdown King himself. Uh, the world don't move to the beat of just one brum. Let's get ready to brumba. Paul Brumba. Mr. Sunday Afternoon, Paul Brumba. Paul Brumba. Wow.
10: Thank you very much for that great intro, Mike. I really, you know, you keep adding monikers to me, man. I'm going to have more aliases than they do at the police department for me, so I really appreciate that. Um, And it looks like we're we're really hanging with that. We're still hanging with those people at the 80s and 90s movie channel. Those guys are cranking out the good Um, ones on YouTube. Yeah.
11: Uh, Full disclosure, we've probably done about all their movies on stock. It's a great channel, and it has some great movies on there. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we're doing another one from them. So, uh, Mr. Sunday Afternoon, will you please uh, give us the pleasure of the countdown?
10: All right, guys, you know the drill. Let's do this in true Corona lockdown style. Let's do this in three, two, one. Boom. There it is. All right, International Video Entertainment. I- wow, that's pictures. So
11: that wasn't even cutting edge in the 80s. Yeah.
10: Like, oh, look at this. It's the movie store.
11: Oh, I feel like I'm in like a porn booth in 82 or something. Drop a quarter. Yeah.
12: I think this <laughs> film did come out in 86, but our search, it claims 87, but I don't know. It was filmed in July of 84. It came out in 86. Uh, and this movie's all about Canada. Everything is Canada.
11: Was was Meatballs 1 in Canada or Meatballs 2 in Canada? No, but it was like upper, it was actors.
12: Meatballs 1, or Meatballs, was in uh, upstate New York. Okay.
11: By the way, yeah, were you that ready, was ready the for the sound? Right? Oh,
10: that's funny. Say again.
8: Were you ready like,
11: for the good the 50s, the <laughs> Yeah. That's I'm going to turn down my mind. Sorry, guys.
12: We're opening up in like a flashback, of course.
10: Oh, okay. A
11: flashback, too, right? Let's so say like no. it's right out
12: of
10: the 50s or something.
12: Yeah, it's the 50s. Oh, right. So
11: the flashback is in the 50s. But the truth is, is what they did.
12: it's not, it's a nostalgia place.
11: What outrageous. That would never happen. Mm-hmm.
10: And here's our. like stuff. Johnny Rockets. Oh look! There at it. it
11: is. Younger. It's a
10: young Mc. It's a young McDreamy.
12: Yep.
11: Patrick Dempsey.
12: That's exactly right. <laughs> Mr. Grey's Anatomy. Himself. So that
10: that looks like the exact. What year did uh, Camp half Me Love come out? Same
12: time. Wow. Oh, good.
11: Question. Right. Yes. Good. Good point. He was a star Can't in teenage comedies so at this point.
12: Yep. And that, a... because
10: that was literally about the same era where he broke through.
11: Yeah, well he did another movie where was he was I
10: don't think it was 3 that... I'm sorry, Mike. He did enough... I, I didn't I don't think it was meatballs 3 that broke him through. <laughs>
11: <laughs> yeah. Well, he did a movie where it was like based on a true story where he was like a teenage Romeo to wives in World War 2. whose husband's went off to fight and he would go like deliver milk or something and he was known for like controversy yeah. for sleeping with their wives.
12: Service he served yes. his oh, that's funny.
11: That's
10: also that's also that's also like the other one he did. But didn't he do the one with the? Wasn't well, he in Not Mystic Pizza? The one where he's fucking everybody. He's having sex with all the older ladies when he delivers pizza. Right.
11: Yeah, he's like a pizza boy. Maybe that's the movie I'm thinking of. But uh, I know I, he was in that for sure.
10: So now, what was, like what was that? He had to make money. He had to make money for something. He had to earn money for something, and so oh. he was—he was a male gigolo delivering pizza.
11: <laughs> I think he was trying to get money for condoms to fuck uh, wives whose uh, husbands were fighting World War II. Oh, that's funny.
10: <laughs> the parallel
11: uh, of a lot of them. But
10: anyway, so that's about the same era,
12: right?
11: <clears throat> yeah. But okay. Yeah, I don't know what
12: happened. You well, know. What we and got nothing. set up is Rudy, and he's supposed to be the Rudy from the original um, Meatballs one. Uh, just got outed. Oh, okay. so he's in the corner being nerdy and horny, and then like they did this contest to make him look like a fool. Like a sexy girl came up to him. So basically, we just established he's a nerd and he can't get laid.
11: And he's in the first movie. He's a little boy in it.
12: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rudy.
11: Interesting.
10: So that's yeah, the only the connection. That, he's the one that, uh, he's the one that uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Bill Murray's character.
12: Well, he was so under he Bill Murray's been. wing. He was the nerd kid. Right. And Bill Murray brought him out of his shell. And right. Okay, so now he's that's like, it. oh, a sexy girl's gonna sit next to me, and he's slighted. So it's just another—he's a nerd; he'll never get laid. Set up as he's so the, off to his the credits right?
11: said, credit said and introducing Patrick Dempsey so this is his first movie
12: yes it is that's exactly right Yeah.
11: Uh-huh. you know he's it as much he got a 30. race
12: car driver as he is an actor really in real life? what's yeah. that? he's what a race he? car driver? that's right seriously really? yeah.
11: it's funny because he gets uh, chased by veterans of World War II pissed off that he slept with his wife when he was younger <laughs>
12: I have to go see what movie that is, by the way. Yeah, I guess I didn't.